You are listening to the Extraordinary Events Podcast with Dr. K, episode number 84. Welcome to the Extraordinary Events Podcast, where we aim to educate, inspire, and empower individuals who wish to design transformational experiences. Now, your host, event education champion, Dr. Kristen Mallet. Hello, hello, my friends. Happy Thursday. Today is a little bit different than normal. Normally on Thursdays, we alternate between a student spotlight and an industry spotlight. Last week, we did a student spotlight. And this week, we are also doing a student spotlight. This will be followed by an industry spotlight next week. And you will get to hear all about why we're doing that on next week's episode. So you might ask, what is a student spotlight? So in my intro to events courses, students have to show mastery of the design thinking process. Students show this mastery in a variety of different ways. They can design a training video or a game or even a podcast. They can choose any topic and organize their activity in any way that they want as long as they follow this design process. These student-created podcasts have offered so many insights into what students are thinking and experiencing. And after the first semester of just hearing all of the incredible insight, I decided that I was going to take two Thursdays a month to feature these works of art on the Extraordinary Events podcast. I hope that you enjoy today's student-created podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Amanda's Awesome Podcast with your host, none other than myself, Amanda Klecker. I'm currently a sophomore here at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, where I'm majoring in hospitality, restaurant, and tourism management. For my podcast today, I'll be talking with you all about the National Football League Super Bowl. Whether you enjoy watching American football, eating some good food, laughing at the commercials, or just watching the halftime performance, most people in the U.S. tune in to see the big event. This past year alone, the broadcast event had about 115 million viewers tune in. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I love the Super Bowl. Not only is it fun to eat all the good food, but I am also a huge football fan, and I look forward to watching the Super Bowl every year. It's almost like Christmas for me, honestly. Since I watch this event every year, I've been wondering just how much work it takes to plan the Super Bowl and what all goes into that process. As I started my research to find out just how much work it takes to plan the Super Bowl, I came across the name of Frank Superbits, who was the Senior Vice President of Events for the National Football League, a position he held for over nine years, who is responsible for the production of all major NFL events, including the Super Bowl. After a few hours on the day of the Super Bowl, Frank Supervitz is the most powerful man in the U.S. He isn't worth billions and doesn't have any sort of weapon where he's super powerful, but virtually everyone in the country, including the president, is expected to tune in to see his job that afternoon. Frank Supovitz runs the Super Bowl. But as Supovitz says himself, the Super Bowl is a living, breathing organism. It's subject to surprises at any corner 
in any level, which means he's always having to be on his A game. Basebash.com interviewed Super Bowl planner Frank Supervitz and where he gave his six rules for planning events. His first rule is to be prepared for anything. Prioritize and remain focused on the most important tasks that you have. Train and trust that your staff and contractors will all be there to help you along the way. Based on his last nine Super Bowls, he's learned that knowing that anything will pretty much always happen. Large and small challenges will pull away attention from the most important objectives, but you have to learn to overcome those issues. Sometimes Super Bowl host cities are forced to get creative and be prepared for anything as well. When Jacksonville, Florida hosted the Super Bowl back in 2005, the city didn't have enough hotel rooms to meet the NFL's requirements, so in their bid to serve as the big game's host that year, they had to recruit five docked cruise ships to serve as floating hotels for the event. Now, if that doesn't say be prepared for anything and try to pull through those issues, I don't know what does. Frank's second rule is that you can never fully let go of the reins. You have to identify what decisions can be made on the ground and which ones should be made at a higher level. The majority of decisions that are made are by knowledgeable employees at the time and the place they need to be without running everything past whoever's in command. Decisions made about public safety, major impacts on the game or on the broadcast, the fan experience, or running schedules are all shared with higher decision makers. However, those decisions come across less often. His third rule is to create a sense of team within your staff. There are more than 10,000 staff members for the Super Bowl, and the majority of them will work on game day for the first time and possibly the only time. It is up to the planner to make sure everyone feels as though they're part of something special and exciting while they're working there. The fourth rule is to involve the local community. Just about every NFL event has opportunities to engage local fans. From music events to venue-based attractions, at little to no cost at all. You need to understand that the responsibilities you have to the local community, especially given the inconvenience caused by one of the largest events. I cannot imagine the amount of traffic they have. His fifth rule is to stay focused year-round, even on smaller events. And his sixth and final rule is to be open to opportunities, especially when you're first starting out as an event planner. He says to try new experiences and discover what you love to do and what you don't love to do. He personally didn't start out at events or in sports at all. He was in front of the house operations at Radio City Music Hall. After years of experiencing a series of new responsibilities with the organization, from operations to marketing the event production, he discovered that organizing events was the most fulfilling thing he had done yet. He would have never known that until he was presented with the possibilities and worked his butt off to learn everything that he did. Now, I don't know about you guys at home or wherever you are when you're listening to this, but I think it's important to be open to new opportunities 
especially when you're starting out, like you said. I personally didn't start off in the hospitality, restaurant, and tourism management program here at University of Nebraska, but here I am. And I think wherever you're supposed to end up, you'll end up. So I think always taking those new opportunities and trying new things out is important to do. Whether you think you're going to like it or not, it may just be something that you're going to love and would regret not doing later on. Now that we've gone over some of Frank's rules for events, most of us probably won't be planning the Super Bowl anytime soon. Just a wild guess. But you guys will probably be having Super Bowl watch parties, as most people do. Now I'll be giving you guys some of my opinions on which tips you guys should use to have a great Super Bowl watch party. From someone who loves Super Bowl, loves football, loves food, and loves having a good time. So first you got to make sure you have great energy. Because if there's no good energy at a football watch party, it's not going to be a good time. So look yourself in the mirror, get yourself pumped up, and be ready to have a good time. Now after we get that energy going, then you got to turn the TV on. Watch the pregame events. It'll get you a little bit more pumped up for the game. If you're watching a team that you're really rooting for, it makes it even better. Then you're going to want to make sure to have the volume up pretty decent because sometimes it gets a little loud at the Super Bowl parties. So turn it up a good amount and make sure you have some good refreshments. Whether you guys are of age to drink or not, make sure the drinks are cold. Whether it's Sprite or a nice Truly, make sure they're at a good temperature. And then you're going to want to make sure that you have some good food coming out. My personal favorite food on Super Bowl Sunday is definitely some buffalo chicken dip. Now, if you guys want to know the secret to this recipe, look no further because I'm going to tell you. It, you get some cream cheese, one or two packages. Normally one is good. Get a whole rotisserie chicken. You're going to pull all the chicken off. Then you're going to get a bottle of either Red's hot sauce or my personal favorite, Louisiana hot wing sauce. Now, you're going to put the hot wing sauce or the hot sauce all in a bowl along with that cream cheese and that chicken. You're going to mix it up a little bit, throw it in a pan, and put that baby in the oven for about 30 minutes. I always like to throw some shredded cheese on top. The cheesier the better. But let me tell you right now, that will get the people going. Now, of course, we're going to have some other food out there, you know. But that buffalo dip, I'm telling you right now, is a crowd pleaser. So I would also have some sweets out. Anything handheld is perfect, whether that's cookies, a little cookie cake, some little cupcakes, something. Anything that's handheld that you think someone will like. It's normally a good route. Nothing too messy, just something easy to eat real quick. Everyone's always eating a ton on Super Bowl. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, Super Bowl Sunday is actually America's second largest food consumption day, only losing to Thanksgiving. So, always have that food ready to go. And if you're not a great cook, it's fine. Just go buy something. Because everyone's just going to be eating a ton. 
It's just how it goes. So I hope you guys had a great time listening today. If you didn't learn anything about, you know, planning um, the Super Bowl, I hope that you have learned something to have a great Super Bowl watch party. Again, my name was Amanda Klecker. Thank you so much for listening today. And I really would try that buffalo chicken dip. You're welcome in advance. All right, you have a good one, Lincoln. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Extraordinary Events Podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode.